Hello and welcome to another installment, another episode of IJ Speaks. This is your neighborhood financial economist, Katie Mark. And today is November 16th. Uh, it's the Asian session, so markets are a little bit slower, which is a good time to look over your charts, see how your analysis from previous days play out, and also make plans for your uh, for the next trading day. So, to start with, I'm looking at the dashboard, and for the most part, most of last week, the markets traded sideways. So I'm looking at the dollar, the 10-year, U.S. 10-year treasury, gold, the S&P, and crude oil. And looking back the last week worth of data, most of the markets traded in a relatively sideways range. Which is fine. Now, in that time period, we had a lot of data release, economic data, and data from companies that are working on a coronavirus vaccine. Most notably from Pfizer at first and then Moderna, which uh, both are reporting better than expected results in late stage trials for vaccine candidates. So that's always good. Now, with the markets trading effectively sideways over the last week, and with so much fundamental information being baked into market prices, I am positioning myself in the expectation for at least over the next few trading sessions by the end of this week, that we can see an increase in volatility. Now, when I say an increase in volatility, I'm not necessarily referring to a market sell-off. When I refer to volatility, I refer to standard deviation moves away from the mean. So it's in either direction, positive or negative. The whole idea is just to have the price move in one direction or another. So, in anticipation of some increase in volatility in coming trading sessions, um, I have loaded up the trade book. And again, it's the beginning of the, the trading week, so this is the point where I try to find value that I can exploit over the next few trading sessions. And these are the things that I buy, and I slowly, as the trading week un unwinds, sell them off as they go profitable. Or in some cases, if the trade is going against me and there's a fundamental reason that invalidates the trade, then sometimes you do have to just take a loss. So, looking at the trade book really quickly... Uh, let's start off with um, 
let's start off with the options the options trades and uh, I'm looking at the SPY which is an ETF that trends or follows the S&P 500 e-mini contracts and I am basically looking at a straddle position which is for options traders buying a call and simultaneously buying a put the idea behind this uh, this strategy is the price is going to move sometime soon you don't know in which direction one of those contracts will benefit from the price moving in, in one direction or the other the other one expires worthless but the profits from the one that is profitable is enough to offset the cost of the one that expires worthless with a little bit of money left over for you to take home for your troubles so that approach that strategy I am taking with the SPY follow uh, so looking at uh, an increase in in price movement in the S&P I'm also looking at the 10-year Treasury and I have a similar strategy um, on those on those futures contracts so call option and a put option and the concept is the same that the price is going to move in one direction or the other as of yet not sure which one but one of those contracts should benefit and the other will not and the goal is to have the price move far enough in one direction that the profits from your profitable contract offsets the cost of the one that's expiring worthless with a little bit of money again left over for you to take home for your troubles. GLD, ETF that tracks, uh, tracks the price movement in gold. Again, same idea, same concept with the straddle. I'll call them the put. And then I look at the uh, look at tracking the price action of the dollar index itself. So to track the dollar index, being that the euro is the holds the heaviest weighting in the uh, dollar index basket the euro us dollar exchange rate is a very close proxy for the actual dollar index itself now the approach this week with the uh, futures contracts being that they have a longer expiration date on them the uh the approach this week with the futures contracts are to buy or go long the front month and go short the the next month out which in most cases um, for the ones that I'm looking at anyway um, the ones that I'm buying are December contracts and the ones that I'm selling are March 2021 contracts but from a starting point uh, the contracts roughly offset each other so the uh, you know other than 
a bit of price mismatching across the calendar, you know, the, the contracts, you know, roughly hedge each other. And the idea behind the euro trade, as well as my other commodity trade, which is corn, is that tracking the influence that the dollar has on commodity prices in particular and again with the uh the euro reflecting roughly the dollar index so tracking the influence that the dollar has on these two investment vehicles and not having a clear direction on what the dollar is going to do in the interim the idea is to go long and short and to trade a trading range. So there being a ceiling and a floor that the price bounces back and forth between. And one contract at one point when the price is increasing benefits. The other contract at another point benefits when the price is decreasing. And the trade is to identify the trading range and close out your profitable contract at or at or after your reversal point and trade the price in the opposite direction as your uh, losing contract regains its value and rehedge and, and and trade as the price bounces back and forth so that's the trade between the uh the, the euro and corn and the last bit of exposure I was able to put onto the trade book uh, is the New Zealand dollar versus the US dollar now that trade is purely a momentum trade and typically with the spot currencies because of the volatility the trading objective is to keep the timeline as short as possible when it comes to trading spot currencies. And I typically try to look for a trade that has a bit of momentum behind it, find a good entry point, set a tight trailing stop loss, and basically just let the currency do its thing. If the trade, if the price keeps trending in its direction, the stop loss eventually triggers it as volatility kicks in, closes out profitably, or you get stopped out fairly immediately at a calculated loss and you get to rethink your strategy. So. I think that's a good way to look at the uh, spot market because it's very volatile. So that's the uh, that's the trade book starting off this week, and no real clear sense of direction as of yet from uh, from the dashboard, but it is leaning towards a risk on sentiment because I am looking at the dollar and the 10 year price patterns hinting towards selling or downward pressure on the dollar and the 10 year
and simultaneously as of now I'm seeing price support or buying pressure for the S&P and crude oil not so much yet for the do um, for gold but I'm uh, I'm expecting that if the dollar continues to trend in the in the direction that it is which is downwards that gold will will catch on to that uh to that trade just on a pure market mechanism standpoint and adjust higher as well so overall that's uh that's a risk on sentiment so going into this week it would <clears throat> it would be a good time to if you had the room to increase your equity exposure maybe to add a little bit to your equities simply because the S&P looks like it has a little bit of room to move higher before it gets it before it runs into its uh its next major resistance level and by that measure we can expect weakness in the dollar as investors use their dollars to fund investments in risk assets in other uh, in other currencies and also weakness in the uh, 10 year treasury price as investors sell the safety in the 10 year treasury to uh, to fund more riskier more risky investments now will this sentiment hold throughout the week more than likely not because there is enough news out there to justify uh, a risk-off sentiment in the market. So this could simply be the market continuing or attempting to continue the risk on sentiment that it ended the week last with. Uh, we'll see by the middle of the week, by the Wednesday session, if it holds. If it does hold, then you can commit going into the weekend. But definitely try to pair back by uh, by Friday, Thursday, Friday. But if by Wednesday, the market sentiment typically shifts halfway through the uh, through the trading week, then we can probably see the um, see a risk off sentiment, and then. You'll get to see a little bit of appreciation in the dollar, a little bit of appreciation in the 10-year treasury, and corresponding weakness in gold, stocks, the S&P, and crude oil, and other uh, other commodities. But again, this is where we are as of now. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to email me at contact at runthenumbers.biz. That's contact at R-U-N-T-H-E-N-U-M-B-E-R-S dot B-I-Z. And I'll try to answer your questions or address them uh, by the next episode, if I can. Um, or at least I would try to respond to your email uh, by the next episode. Thank you for listening and look forward to talking to you guys again. Profitable trading, everybody. Good evening.